do you do or what is your business for him? So what does that look like? So my business is ministry-based first. Mm-hmm. So I am a preacher. Um, I am also an author of a book I wrote called What's, What's in a Name? Um, and it's based on the life of Abraham and his transition from Abram to Abraham. Um, and so I also spanned off from there with the T-shirt ministry or an, or an embroidery ministry where I embroider uh, towels, I embroider clothes, I embroider whatever, basically. Um, but T-shirts pr- primarily, and I wanted to design um, and have t-shirts where they exhibit Christ qualities. Mm-hmm. It doesn't always have to say Christ, but it needs to exhibit class and exhibit Christ-like behaviors. Oh, so I feel honored because you do my stuff. So um, thank you for that. <laughs> so what has it been like? You said that you also have a regular mm-hmm. nine to five. So how does that play a part in everything that you're doing? So what does that look like? My nine to five, I believe, is a blessing. Um, I am able to work remote, so I'm always home if I'm not traveling. Um, And so I've been able to work from home, do my nine to five job, and do my business simultaneously. I have a large enough house where I have my entire business in my basement, um, but I also can do my nine to five and not be, you know, involved where I have to go out and meet other people. Mm -hmm. I can actually have meetings while I'm at work. Don't tell anyone that. (laughs) (laughs) But I've also been able to actually work while working. Mm -hmm. And still get paid in both jobs. Talk more about that because I feel like that's a concept that many, they hear of, but they don't really know what that means. So what does it mean to work while working? So my nine to job, nine to five job is a job where I am a corporate director. So I'm often uh, directing and or training and or critiquing or updating policies and procedures, things of that nature. Um, so I can do that while I can read that. I can listen to webinars. I can listen to conferences. Mm-hmm. I can do conferences while I'm working, designing T-shirts, designing logos, uh, setting up the machine to print something while I'm doing something else while that's work-related. So I've been able to balance both mm-hmm. without it overlapping or interfering with each other. Awesome. So tell, tell us more about the journey. What has been some of the, the challenges that you've gone through or the roadblocks while you know, going through this path? Challenges. So challenges are being a single parent, um, trying to live saved, trying to live celibate, trying to raise my children right um, without an actual father presence all the time, Um, but having a really big family that was also a very good support system. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a lot of cousins. I have grandparents. I have my parents. So they always played the major role in bringing uh, the family together and helping to raise my children. Um, I have a really good church family as well, um, church circle of people that I deal with as well, um, who kind of fed into being parents when Mm -hmm. I could not be the physical parent. Um, and so I've had that. I've also had a really good work relationship where I have a work family mm-hmm. who would, you know, give me tips on how to be a great mom. If I missed it, I could just bounce off ideas of how to be a mom with different situations concerning mm-hmm. my sons um, and my daughter, how to be a better mom as with a daughter, because I didn't want a daughter ever. I was afraid <laughs> of having daughters because girls are, you know, you got to do your hair, your nails. And I was afraid I would have to do that. And I wasn't the type of girl. Um, and so I had coworkers who had daughters. Mm-hmm. And so she taught me how to be a mother to a daughter. So talk about, you know me, I'm going to always press you to go even <laughs> further. So talk more about that. How has it been, how has your journey been different with your sons than your daughter? Hmm. My sons, it was easier. Get a haircut, get a ball, go outside. They're good. Uh, with my daughter, I had to teach her how to be a lady, um, teach her how to be a woman, how to be a wife, how to be confident as a woman and not feel like she had to be a man mm-hmm. to fit in. 
um, how to be her own woman within her own self and not like she have to have a man. Mm-hmm. Um, oftentimes, we tell women that we need to have a man. And no, you don't need to have a man. You are created to potentially be a wife, but you don't have to have a man to be complete. Be complete within yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, for my sons, it was more or less teaching them how to be men, respectable men, respecting women. Even if, you know, the women aren't raised to be respectful of themselves, you still respect them as a man. Um, do the gentleman thing. Say yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. Say yes, sir, no, sir. Um, we don't have those qualities anymore. And mm-hmm. so I taught my children that you need to still respond that way, especially with adults and especially mm-hmm. with the authority. Awesome, awesome. So how has it been working, you're still doing your nine to five, doing your business, and still actually being active in your church? So how has that been, or in the church altogether? It's been it's been good because I go to family-based churches mm-hmm. where they have children's ministries, where they have other families that are there as well, where they have um, pastors that love families. Um, and so I've been able to incorporate my personal family with my church family, with my even my professional family. Mm-hmm. Like they all know that I'm a minister. Um, they all know that they can't say certain things around me whether it be at work, whether it be at home, whether it be at church. Um, and I'm often respected, which I find interesting because mm-hmm. I'm kind of low-key, stay in the back. Um, but people tend to pull me out of that comfort zone to say, I got a question, can I just talk to you? And I find myself um, around like people who just want to just talk. And just, I don't know what happens, it just happens that they just cling. And we just talk. And they feel better. And mm-hmm. so I'm like, okay, well, that's my assignment for the day. I did it, and I'm good. So the churches I've been in, they've been very family-focused churches. Awesome. So what has it been like for you? So you talked about the business and being a mom and being the professional. But what has the journey been like for Danielle? Honestly, it's been lonely. That's honest. It's been lonely. Um, I've had lonely nights. Um purposing to live right, purposing to live celibate, purposing to be a mentor, purposing to be accountable to what I say I am and who I say I am, purposing to make sure that my yes is yes and my no is no. I'm always aware that I'm not living hypocritical, Mm -hmm. um, but I want to be engaging. I want people to be able to come and talk to me and be free within themselves. Um, And I find that when I am true to me with just being happy and not holding people to some crazy standard that mm-hmm. they can be themselves and walk and talk through everything in life mm-hmm. that nothing is off limits. Mm-hmm. Like kind of like have a judgment free zone. People tend to release and like relate and kind of dissect their lives and then walk away feeling better. So that's always my purpose. Awesome. So, so what is, so I, I like to think of, as we take this journey, I think about, I'm very visual, so I think about Dora the Explorer <laughs> and how she has a backpack. And every time she goes on her journey or take going somewhere new, she always has her backpack. And she's always going inside of her backpack to take something out to help her through her journey. So what is inside your invisible backpack that has <laughs> helped you through the journey of life? Uh, what's in my backpack? In my backpack, you'll find uh, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. And it says to trust in the Lord with all of my heart and lean not into my own understanding, but in all of my ways acknowledge him and he will direct my path. Um, trust was always difficult for me growing up in a family that was broken. Um, trust wasn't big. People didn't honor their words. So for me, trust was something major. Um, so I learned to trust God. Um, 
and then with trusting God, I could learn to trust man. Um, so you'll find that. Mm-hmm. And I've learned to simply believe God above all that I feel, think, or, or want to feel. Trust what God says, that his word is above all other words, even my own word. Um, and to just fully rely on God. Mm-hmm. Like, just don't focus on what I see, because often what I see is not the truth anyway. So mm-hmm. just trust in what God said concerning my life, what he said concerning this mission or this, this assignment that I'm in right mm-hmm. now. Um, and just walk. Don't stop. Just keep walking forward. Okay. Awesome. So I not an uh, audience because clearly no one's here, but I asked a couple <laughs> of my friends before doing this some questions that I should ask the people who are going to come onto this panel or podcast and talk about different things that they feel as though they want to know from the speakers who are coming. So one of the questions that uh, I was given was what makes you persevere when investments don't seem to return anything? So being that businesswoman and it seems like you're doing all these things, you kind of started talking on it and you kind of don't see anything in return. Why do you still keep going? Um, why do I keep still, why do I still keep going? Because at the end of the day, it's the, it's the passion of the fact that they're happy, the Mm -hmm. fact that it made them smile, the fact that it brightened up their day. Even if I didn't make any money off of it, that brings me satisfaction. The fact that I know that they felt empowered with whatever it is, be it a t-shirt, be it a towel, be it whatever, that they were empowered by whatever they were given. Even if they didn't pay the right price, the smile on their face is what makes it worth it. So I don't need to produce a big return as long as they're happy. I'm good. Awesome. So if you had to, uh, if there was someone that was kind of further down on the journey that you kind of looked to for guidance or anything like that, who has been that person for you, if any? Oh, wow. That's a loaded question. (laughs) Um, It would have to probably be um, my apostle, my apostle Sharon R. Robinson. Um, She, when I first became a minister, she licensed me. And I always watched her, and she always functioned in excellence. And while she was a woman, she was a powerful, she is a powerful preacher. Mm -hmm. And she didn't allow the realm that she functioned in, which is primarily men, to make her become a man. She maintained her femininity, Mm -hmm. and she always walks in excellence. No matter what it is, no matter where she is, you always know when she's in the building. And she's a woman. She's not a woman in a man's body or, yeah, a man in a woman's body. Okay. Awesome. Um, So my next question, almost done, is what is next for you on this journey? Or what do you want to see next on your journey? Um, Next in my journey, I think my journey is going to lead to a bigger mentoring of women who are going into leadership and going into ministry. Um, I find that women tend to gravitate towards me, although I'm not one that likes to have women around me. Um, but I find that I impart wisdom unbeknownst to me. So it's truly a God thing. Um, but I always want to empower women to believe in themselves, mm-hmm. to reach for the reach beyond the stars, to reach for whatever they want, that there is no limit to what they can have, that they can pursue whatever they want. It does not have to be what someone else said, to really trust in what they know to be their truth to live out their truth, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And then my question, my final question is, what are some, not inspiration, but what are some things that you would like to 
you know, advice that you would give to someone who might go down a very similar, because clearly no one's journey is the same. Everyone has to go through their own path. But what is some advice that you might give to someone who is trying to balance maybe being a parent and working a nine to five or being a parent, working a nine to five and starting a business or being a parent, working nine to five, <laughs> a business and uh, a preacher in the Lord's church. So how, what advice would you give to someone who's going through all of that? You can do it. It's accomplishable. Don't be overwhelmed. And then when you feel overwhelmed, to reach out to your, your sisters, your family, your support network, to don't think you're an island amongst yourself, that you have people rooting for you. Um, I am one that will push you beyond yourself because um, I believe that you can always accomplish more. Um, you don't have to limit yourself by what someone else's standards are. You can create your own standard mm -hmm. um, because at the end of the day, we all have an assignment in this earth. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm a believer that you were born in this time for this time to impact this time. And so it's at this time that you need to do your best. Whatever that is, you need to do your best. Um, and if you don't know, don't ever think that you can ask the question. Mm -hmm. Always ask the question because it's never a question that you can ask that does not deserve an answer. Even if it's been, if it's been repeated before, Ask it again mm -hmm. until it makes sense, until it settles in your spirit, until it settles in your heart. Ask the question. Amazing. So is there any final feedback, something that you didn't get to share that might have dawned on you at, while we're concluding this podcast that you want to just share out to our listeners? Um, absolutely. Believe in yourself. No matter what it is, no matter what your dream is, live out your best life. Do what makes you feel good according to the assignment from God on your life. Don't get caught up in the hype of what other people say, feel, or think. Do what God told you to do, whatever that is. There is a people that's connected to you for you to impact their life. So don't ever shortchange anyone because of what someone else might say. Awesome. So thank you, Elder Dan Paul, for being our first uh, guest on the Journey podcast. And I just want to end. This is going to be our little tagline <laughs> as we go. So um, as I was doing this, God kept showing me that, you know, a journey is not always easy, but it, the journey will be worth taking. So thank you for taking this journey and thank you for sharing your journey that you're taking. And could you just end with, you know, how can we find you and how can we stay in contact with you? Absolutely. You can find me at 4himministries.com. That's number 4himministriesinc.com. So I just want to end this podcast uh, with this tagline. It said, it won't always be easy, but it's a journey worth taking. So thank you for taking this journey with me. And I hope that you guys are excited for what's to come who's going to come and speak to us and share. And I hope that even you might follow us and reach out to come and share your story because, you know, you never know who might need it. <laughs>